1: Welcome into the CHGO Blackhawks podcast presented by PointsBet. Use promo code CHGO when you sign up to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. I'm Jay Zawoski, joined by Greg, Bar- Greg Boyson, and Mario Tiribasi. I was rushing through it. Off to a great start. Greg Boyson and Mario Tiribasi. <laughs> Joseph uh, Sharchevsky. Mario sprinted here. Yeah, yeah. From his parking spot. Okay. So uh, we sprint are, uh, is, a, is a loose term. Yeah. Yeah. Well, compared to anything I would do, it's a sprint. The quads and hamstrings
0: are a little tight still from Monday night's game. But, uh, yeah, it was, it was a brisk brisk walk.
1: Yeah, um, a bit of a, a, a difficult day for everybody, I know. And um, sports always sort of takes the back seat uh, when we have things that happened uh, in Texas yesterday. We want to definitely take some time to acknowledge uh, at least 19 dead after an elementary school shooting. Um, and I didn't really know, and I still don't know, how this is going to go for me. Uh, this conversation and it's not going to be the whole show we're going to get to our Blackhawks player evaluations we're going to talk playoffs don't worry but uh, we'd be negligent if we didn't take a second to say something and uh I'm the daughter of an I'm the father of an 11 year old daughter just turned 12 actually two days ago I am the softball coach of many girls that age and it's just another day where I'm like should I be sending her to school today and uh it's really hard. It's really difficult to think of those parents in this time, of those siblings in this time, and those grandparents and aunts and uncles who feel so helpless, who are getting news as the days going on, or they're driving to the school and they hear about what happened, and uh, just with their hearts in their throats. And uh, I don't know. There's, it, it's, there's, there's no point in getting political because everyone is so divided. But I think when you you look at what the people that live in this country want, the vast majority of the people that live in this country want some sort of change, some sort of reform. And it has to happen. It's like, when, when is it going to be enough? Is the question I constantly ask myself and um, was yesterday not enough? Does that have to be 25, 30, 35, 40, 45? Like what's the number where the people that we have elected to lead this country actually decide to lead and do something and, It's not, you know, it's just there's so much that needs to change. Um, You know, maybe it starts with campaign reform where you can't accept accept money from lobbies or something like that. I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. I just know what we're doing now is not working. And I'm sick of it. I'm tired of it. Steve Kerr said it more eloquently than I ever will. But as the father of a 12-year-old who's a few years away from going to a massive high school in Homewood-Flossmoor, I can't tell you, there's not a week that goes by that I don't worry about how she's going to be and how those four years at a giant school like that are going to go with children going through mental health issues, not getting treatment, angry. The country's divided. Um, You know, it's just, it's really scary. And now what we're hearing like the long-term effects of the isolation of COVID, which was the right thing to do for the health and safety of everybody. There's mental health problems from there, and children are not maturing socially as much anymore. So, that's another added layer of the terror. So, I'm just rambling on, but all I, all I got to say is as a parent, as an uncle, as a cousin, I'm terrified and I'm pissed. And it's time to do something. Someone's got to do something. I'm sorry.
0: Yeah. I, 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 um, I I echo what Jay says regarding, um, you know, what, what needs to happen, um, in this country. I think, um, you know, I, I have a seven month old daughter and my wife and I have already had discussions of, you know, what would we want to do for schooling because it's, it's not safe. Um, we've, as a country, uh, have not learned in 23 years since Columbine, and it's, it's, it's schools, it's colleges, it's churches, temples, synagogues, um, grocery stores, movie theaters. What is safe? And, um, I'm, I know that the term of feeling numb to it is, is something that people are experiencing. And to me, it is the fact that it's, it's not new and it's not isolated incidents. It's the norm in this country to hear of a massive shooting. Yep. And th- the changes that need to be made have not been made. Um, the priorities of people in this country and politicians in this country need to change. Um, we, we cannot prioritize um, power and money and guns over people's lives, over children's lives. Um, like you said, Jay, I, I, I don't know what is the tipping point But in my mind there have been thousands of tipping points yeah and it's (sighs) i'm tired of it i'm very angry i know this is a hockey podcast we will get to it um but if i'm being honest i couldn't give a shit about hockey today (laughs) yeah but we have a job to do and we will do it yeah but it's it's something that needs to be um addressed yeah
2: and yes i know the stick to sports is coming out but You know what? We have a platform and we have a responsibility that when something like this continues, like we can't even process the last tragic loss of life before the next one comes. I'm not a parent. I don't have children. I can't imagine what everybody else in this room woke up feeling. I'm the only one sitting in this office right now without a child. Part of the reason I don't have children is because I don't want to bring a child into the world like this, a world that doesn't give a shit about them. Schools are supposed to be where children go to be safe, and they can't even do that anymore because we have quote-unquote leaders that care more about their money and their power. They don't give a shit about your children's safety. They don't care about yours. I don't care about your rights to own anything. Children have a right to go to school and be safe and come home. Yep. African Americans have a right to go grocery shopping without being murdered. People have a right to go to concerts, movie theaters, their houses of worship, nightclubs, anywhere they want without the fear of being mowed down by a military-grade weapon. Enough. Enough. I'm tired of it all. But here we are. The cycle repeats itself. Tragedy happens. Our leaders fawn outrage for 24 hours, and then they move on to blame the other side for something that really doesn't matter.
1: Yeah. I saw Dick Durbin today, who is... uh a uh, a politician i actually have some respect for he's done a good job for illinois for the most part say well we really can't do anything until the memorial recess is over what yeah no. what are you talking about screw do your, it right now screw
2: your recess you should have done it 15 years ago yeah. you should have done it te- you should have done it after sandy hook it keeps happening and it's going to keep happening because you know what as you both said and i agree i don't know what the right answers are but i know doing nothing yeah is not the right answer. And you look so. around the
1: world and, and, you know, people say, well, gun laws aren't going to help anything. Look at, look at those strict gun laws in Illinois and Chicago, yada, yada. But it's not surrounding. The surrounding states don't have those laws. Right. But you look at other countries that have had mass shootings and they immediately adapt and they immediately see a change. Yep. Whatever's, whatever's happening. I don't have the answer. I'm not a politician. I'm a hockey podcaster. Okay. I'm, I, for the most part, try to stay in my lane. But when my 12-year-old daughter is impacted by these political decisions, when she comes home from school and says, oh, we had another stranger in the building drill today. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Yeah. Uh, my, my 12-year-old daughter has to learn how to bar a door. She has to learn how to hide in a corner. She has to learn how to communicate with police that are walking through the hallways after a mass shooting and how to tell if it's a real police officer or a shooter. This is what my 12-year-old has to do in school. And the worst
2: part is we've gotten to the point where now this has been happening so long that the mass shooters have gone through those drills when they were in school. exactly. So something's got to change. Yes, we're going to get to hockey, but there's no way we can walk into this morning and not talk about this. And if, if, if it's something you guys are uncomfortable about hearing about, that's good. Because yeah. the time for comfort is over. It's time to get over. uncomfortable, yep. And if you don't want to get uncomfortable, then you're part of the problem, not part of the solution. It's time to figure this out. I'm sick to death of reading about innocent children, innocent people trying to live their life and getting killed for no reason. It's 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 disgusting and it's heartbreaking. I'm angry, I'm sad. I don't know if I should throw up or punch a wall or do both at the same time. Um just it is it's just terrible so you know that's that's where we stand it felt a little better to say these things i appreciate uh our our bosses jake and kevin and brandon and denver for allowing us to use our platform to say what we want they are supportive and all this and it is very appreciated on this end this side of the camera to know that the other side of the camera has our backs, and gives us this platform. So I think that's a good stopping point. And uh, we should get on to hockey, as I'm sure Sure. half of our audience is screaming at us right now. As I
1: used to say, to start every Madhouse podcast, let's drop the puck. All right, sounds good. Um, Why don't we start with the playoffs from last night, and then we'll get into our player evaluations on the back end. Uh, We're going to evaluate Dylan Strom's season and Riley Stillman's seasons uh, in the second half of the show. But another uh, good night. I mean, look. Every night of the Stanley Cup playoffs is good. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. the Stanley Cup playoffs. It's the best teams in the world going at it. Uh, the Rangers win. They To me, they looked really damn impressive last night. Shesturkin was making incredible saves. He looked like the guy who had, was the goalie for the Rangers in a regular season. And Greg and I were talking before the show, when the Rangers' big guns show up, they're really hard to beat. Mm-hmm. But there's been too many games where they have not been visible Last night, that was not the case. Uh, Kreider and Zabinijad and Shesturkin were all great. Adam Fox had a really good game, too. Um, I've been impressed with the Rangers in the series. I, I don't think a lot of people gave them much of a chance. I still think Carolina will probably pull off the series. I just think they're a better, deeper team. They're going to have to
0: win a road game. Yeah, they're going to have to. <laughs> but, Eventually. Yeah, but I, I
1: just, you know, I've been really impressed with uh, how the Rangers have come out and played this series. And for the for the majority of the game last night, they were the aggressors. They were the team with the edge. They were the team dominating and dictating the play. So good for them. Good, good for the Rangers, man. It's and I got to say too, aesthetically, that game last night was beautiful. Yeah, the Rangers' home uniforms are, are top notch. And there's something about the lighting there that makes that, the colors pop a little more. Yeah,
0: it's I, it it seems like it's it's just a little bit brighter. Um I mean hey, it's it's Madison Square Garden, yeah. right? <laughs> like, you know, that's it, it maybe it's just the allure of the, of the of the stadium that, you know, it radiates off the ice or whatever, but um yeah, I it's it's been a it's been a good series. Um you know, I think we all picked Carolina, but it's it's not to say that the Rangers are not a a, a quality team. They, you know, they they're in the second round for a reason. Um and yeah, it, you know, they 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 do rely a little bit Heavily on their top players, but those are some <laughs> that yeah. those are some top players that you can when 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 push comes to shove, if 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 they can you know put a game on, onto their shoulders like they did last night, it's a dangerous Rangers team, and and, and Nett and net playing the way that he did, and 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 being that Vezina caliber mm-hmm. goaltender could steal steal this series. Sure, it could happen.
2: Yeah, and, and as as uh, uh, Design Love pointing pointed out here they played well at five on five that's the key for them they've struggled all season and in the postseason a lot too in that penguins series they struggled at five on five they've played really well five on five the entire series um but uh, the one guy that i'm gonna give give the shout out to is mika sabanajad uh these last two games yep he's a beast when he wants to be (laughs) and he needs to do that bring that every night and when he does he took that Team on his shoulders in game three And willed the first couple goals of that game He is is Very underrated player um, You know a lot of people when he got that big contract In New York were like what are you doing Well, I, You know when he plays like he has the last two games He's worth every penny yeah. of that deal And deserves it um, You know he's got to bring that every night And you know when he does he's He's been the best player on the ice The last two nights And the Rangers need that for two more wins in this series If they get that you know, I picked Carolina in six, but they got to figure something out here. They got to provide, they got to figure out a way to, to get pucks behind Igor. They got to figure out a way to win a damn road game. Like they're 0 yeah, five yeah, on the road. Eventually you have to win one. You're going to have to do it at some <laughs> point. Now, if they go on to the, to the, to the next round, they'll have home ice, I believe so they can still, but you know,
0: but, <laughs> but it's at Tampa. some
2: point, it, yeah, at some point you got to win a road game and, uh, they really were never in it last night. Last night was not the game to do it, and the, the game three was closer score wise, but they really weren't in that game a whole lot either. So yeah. they got to figure out how to to get the jump on the Rangers at home, but uh, at the Garden, but more importantly, they got to figure out how to pull out Game Five. Um, they looked a little sleepy this series. Yeah, and that's surprising know. with their yeah. coach, right? You right. Know, he yeah. is he one is, of the least is,
1: sleepy players ever. Yeah, <laughs> and one
2: of the least <laughs> sleepy coaches. You yeah. know, he's got to be going crazy watching these performances.
1: So it's very uncharacteristic of this team. After the first goal, they showed Brindamore and he was just like <laughs> deep sigh, head shake on the bench. Just, you could say, you could see he's frustrated. You mm-hmm. could see that he's I don't know. I don't want to say out of answers. That's, that's hyperbole, but he's just like, boy, like, you know, we should be doing better than we're doing. But that, that is, I think, I, I think I underestimated the Rangers a little bit. Um, because like we said, when they're star players, are they star players? If you go like star to star, comparing to Rangers and Hurricanes, the Rangers probably have an edge in terms of stars. Yeah. Hurricanes are deeper, mm-hmm. but the Rangers have more high-end players, and they've got the goalie advantage. So something to keep an eye on as the series goes on. Also, uh, Jason brings up a good point in the chat. Uh, he says, can we talk about what seems to be a long history this season of dangerous Truba hits? He's Had a lot this year, yeah, yeah, and a lot of them are like, eh, you know, you're kind of like, okay, I could see maybe that's a penalty, maybe here and there, but when it's they keep been a lot with, with, him, the with him, same guy
0: in yeah. the same fashion, yeah, he's, there's a trend there, he's, yes, he's definitely. towing
2: the
1: line, he is mastered
2: of towing the line of dirty and legal, uh, but he that's a fine line, and at some point, karma's gonna catch up to him, that's all I'm gonna <laughs> say, like, like you like.
1: said yesterday, karma's undefeated. it's just what what bugs me about it is and it's very similar to tom wilson not that he's that level no don't don't get me wrong i'm just saying he's too good of a player to keep putting himself putting himself in the penalty box getting himself suspended jacob trooper is a really good player yeah they need him on the ice we talked about Stan Makita last week realizing wait a minute if I stop being a jag on the ice <laughs> and I'm on the ice more, more good things are gonna happen. Yes. You're, you're a really good player. It's yeah. important. Like finish your checks by all means. Play physically by all means, but don't go chasing hits and don't go chasing waterfalls. Don't do yeah, that either. That's two two important lessons. Yes. I but
2: mean, I, thanks, Jay. <laughs> left eyes the last <Zawasky>. game. That's good <laughs> advice.
0: <Thanks>. <laughs> <laughs> like listen, like like I'm I'm not an NHL player. Um breaking news yet um yeah <laughs> still still <time>. still, still, <laughs> still got those tryouts lined up um but you know i've, I've played enough contact sports hockey football you know wh- whatever um there's ways to hit people in which you're not leading like this mm-hmm. and i feel like that's a common theme with truba and these hits is that yeah. he's hitting people like this with yeah his the elbow. chicken wing um, mm-hmm. and th- there's the, just ways the not to do that. That's the Perrone. Yeah, right. We had right. a comment
2: yeah. in here from Michael about what did you think of David Perron's hit on Kadri? We, we covered that yesterday's podcast, so feel free to Which one? check that out. <laughs> yeah, but we're yeah. the, we, the one that almost <laughs> <calculated> <laughs> right. him. But or? we basically but the same thing. That's we, the, that's we the the threw chicken David wing. Perron under the bus. I flat out said he does not deserve to play another game this postseason. We don't. Those are the exact type of plays that the quote player Department of Player Safety is looking to outlaw, and yet they just say, eh find the change in your couch cushions and send that us right. and we'll let you keep doing it because right. it's the playoffs. So, you know, yeah, you know, Truba good player likes to toe that line, crosses that line. So, you know what? When he's on the other line other end of one of those hits and he's the one lying on the ice spitting out teeth, it's gonna hard. It's gonna be hard to feel any sympathy for him. Look, you it, reap what you sow. Yeah. Eventually, it's gonna. He's gonna be on the other end of one of those hits, and you're gonna be like, oh, boy, that's too bad.
1: Play, players that play physically are going to have a number of those in their career, right? It's just gonna happen. Right. Brent Seabrook had some unfortunate hits. The list goes on and on, right? We've seen them. Yeah, it's a fast sport. It Fact is a fast sport. It's a happens. physical sport. But when it's night after night after night, the same guys. The same lists, the same you know, the same trends, then you gotta take a look at it. You gotta evaluate it because, again, they need him on the ice. Jacob Troop is a really good player and should not just be spending most nights in the penalty box. Play physical by all means. And yeah, once or twice a season you're gonna have a hit you don't like. Fine. You know, it's not intentional, but it's become a trend and that's a little bit troubling. Uh by the way, speaking of high end talent. Wait, can we I gotta, I gotta oh, break oh, in oh, here? Oh, oh. So Greg, you just called Jay left eye. Mm-hmm. Who's t Boss and who's Chili between you two? Mm-hmm. That's a no, no. very good
2: question. It is a very I think good question. we
1: should take that to the, to the interweb. t Boss is very close to Tirabasi. That's what there I was you thinking. Are, there it you works. Works. But yeah. that, then I, I didn't want to default Chili... To Greg, but I mean, well,
2: you know, she's she's I like the, She's like the sexy one in that group. So I, that is you know, true. I think it fits. I, I, I think it think fits. I don't fits. think there's any question. It's Greg, then. <laughs> All right. I, I just wanted to make sure. Can okay. you get us? Can you get us? uh we'll, we'll captions above the screen. <laughs> yeah. yeah or right. Our
1: little, our little name plates. All right. Thank you, thank you, Lawrence, for <laughs> correctly identifying the three of us as TLC. There we go. Um, by the way, just a little aside. Every time I hear TLC, I think of the movie The Other Guys which oh, yeah. <laughs> not a lot of people have seen it's will ferrell it's mark Wahlberg. it totally bombed in theaters michael keaton michael keaton is fantastic <laughs> it is one of the funniest movies i love it every time it's on i That's get good. shawshanked by it That's if good. you've not seen the other guys throw it on your streaming service it's a good hour and a half and you'll you'll laugh it's great it's really funny all right anyway back to my uh segue um speaking of high-end talent the Oilers lead the series three games to one. Surprising. And, man, you had some goalie adventures oh my God. <laughs> in that game. I you had Jacob Markstrom <laughs> doing his Mike Smith impression just to start the game. Uh, what was it, 28 seconds yeah. into the, into the game? Killers. Just fumbles the puck behind the net. And then Mike Smith later in the game gives up the tying goal. Was a tying goal? Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah. The it tying goal from, from, from the opposite blue line. line.
0: Tying goal, short-handed from 132 <laughs> oh feet, and he just yep. does the
1: palms up. Like he immediately what blames his defenseman. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> yeah. What are you doing? Like, what do you mean? What am I doing? He oh, shot god. from the other blue line. Yeah. Uh...
0: <laughs> I I I I thought, oh my god, the series is over because I thought Calgary's gonna come back and win this game, and it's boom. Mike Smith is is is, is gonna cost the Oilers again. Um, he wasn't might. the case. He still, he still might. might. The number, I mean, never underestimate. <laughs> still have to win one Smith. more game. There's time. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: Uh, Jacob Markstrom pulled the Mike Smith, and then Mike Smith said, "Hold my beer."
0: Yeah, because I'm gonna wait a uh, minute. I'm, gonna, that's, I'm that's the original. My job. <laughs> I'm the original Mike Smith. Only you can't can, ruin the
1: game for your team. That's my job. Only my. Yeah, team Mike Flames Smith. <laughs> are in trouble though.
2: I mean, they were a team that we have sang the praises of for the last couple weeks here, and uh, they're in trouble. Um, yep. They are in trouble. They can't. They don't have an answer for the speed of the Oilers right now. Uh, they don't have an answer for Connor McDavid, but nobody does. No, uh, there's yeah. You, you
0: can't be expected to. Uh, no, but stop I mean,
2: McDavid didn't even have that. Like he didn't have the McDavid game that we've been used to. Only two assists, right? So I mean, what <laughs> only a, a multi-point night? <laughs> but then, but that's that's the thing. Like then, all of a sudden, here's Ryan Nugent Hopkins has entered to chat. Yep. Like I forgot he was on that team, and yeah. then he gets two big goals.
1: And I also think as putty as he is, we can't ignore what Evander Kane is doing. And I, I think it's... Can't t- we, though? We can't. I know. Yeah. I think it's taking away from him to say, well, he's just got to stick on the ice and McDavid's making it happen. That's no. partial, it's partial. But... He's got 11 freaking goals yeah, in the postseason. he's been
2: great. But can we can we just knock off the Evander – this isn't a, a, a redemption story
1: for Evander Kane. It's no, not. You, you're it's not, not. – A redemption story – no. No, 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 no. It no. is no, just no. another <laughs> reminder that if
2: you're really good at your sport, we'll forget about the awful things you do in your personal life and let you make money to play a sport. That's what this is. So, yeah, he's been amazing for the, for the Oilers. He's been exactly what that team needed – I, I mean, but I can't root for the guy. You can, you know, all the things, all the off-ice stuff, it's not even to do with the allegations in his personal life, which, are, if are true, are just awful. But the guy's been a terrible teammate his whole career. Yeah. That's fact. I mean, Dustin Bufflin in the tracksuit incident in Winnipeg, he wears out his welcome everywhere he goes. So you know now he's having this great playoff run so some gm is going to go out and give him a 3 year contract and in, in a year and a half is going to be buying him out again yeah nobody learns their lesson but i guess if, if if he gets them to a stanley cup final i guess in ken holland's mind it was worth it and maybe it is because that's his job is to put together a team that wins hockey games but let's enough with the let's enough with the the Evander Kane redemption stories, the Tony D'Angelo redemption stories. Can we just say these are bad story, guys
1: having good games? A redemption story to me, and we're going to get to our Hawks evaluations here in a minute, but a redemption story to me is a guy has a mental health issue or a substance abuse right. problem, overcomes, comes back, and returns to all-star form. Or an injury. It's not, or, I was a penis, and now I'm good at hockey right. again. That's not redemption. That's... a it, it, you're recovering from self-inflicted wounds, right? You're, you've chosen to be an a-hole as a teammate and as a person. Scott
2: Darling was a redemption story. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah. That is the correct use of redemption
1: story. That is yes. a redemption
2: story. A guy that that drank himself to the bottom of the barrel and then somehow got back to the, to the NHL. Climbed back. Winning NHL Stanley Cup playoff game. Mm-hmm. That's a redemption story. Yes.
0: Yeah.
2: Evander Kane scoring goals in the playoffs. It's not a redemption a, story. A
0: redemption story has to. something learns come a lesson. It yes, has, has to come with. A Kane lesson Kane is not learning a lesson here. A lesson learned: humility, some you know, self-awareness, ad, ad, admittance that you
2: yeah. were wrong.
0: And none and of that is happening. Haven't seen Van it with Kane. Evander Kane. Haven't seen it with Tony D'Angelo. Because
2: they um, keep getting more and more chances because they're good at what they do.
1: Reeves yeah. was going after him last night again too. One of the few times <laughs> I'm
0: like, "Hey, Ryan Reeves, cool."
1: I started liking him <laughs> after he left the Blues. <laughs> I don't know what happened. It's weird. Ryan Reeves yeah. is a
0: really good guy off the
1: ice. Yeah. He
2: does a lot of great things in, in the various communities that he's played for.
0: He's a, he's a player you like on your team. Right. I, I or one other yeah. team fan bases hate him a year.
2: Yeah. He's a really good guy, but he, yeah, he does some stuff that I don't like. But, you know, I wouldn't mind have, knowing that he's got my back if I needed to oh, get yeah. into a fight. That's for sure. For sure. For sure. <laughs> That'll work. So, Absolutely. You know, he's got his redeeming qualities. Yeah. you know I don't necessarily like like it, but you know what? I'll take I'll take a Ryan Reeves over a Vander Kane any day. There you go. He sold, based he, on human beings.
1: Sure. He uh he got me on the when he was in Vegas, he put on like the, they have like a statue of a knight in the hallway, and he put on the costume and as his people walk by, he would like jump Sca- out at him. <laughs> <laughs> he was doing that, and then the other night he did a uh, like a WWE style announce announcing of the starting lineup for the, the Rangers. Oh, nice! Just screaming at the top of his lungs. It was it was awesome. So yeah. Good teammate. Um. Was it Reeves and Kane that had a beef
0: um, a few years
2: ago? No, it was Buffalo and Kane.
0: No, 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 no. Didn't Ryan – I thought Ryan Reeves and Evander Kane – uh, San Jose, Vegas series. Am I Maybe. misremembering so that?
2: Through the internet. Probably, right? I mean, listen, if you're going to play. I thought they, they went
0: back and forth.
1: Okay, and there's a five out. minute and 31 second video on YouTube called Ryan Reeves versus Evander Kane Every Hate Moments. All right, so let's so watch it. it is. All right. Tile <laughs> <Diling> it up. <lots. laughs> so I'm going to go ahead and say We got say time yes. <laughs> we'll, we'll do our ad reads over the
0: video. Yeah. Yeah. He'll yeah.
1: yeah. be like yeah. Don Cherry 6 or whatever it would yeah, be. Yeah, there you go. All right. So, well. yeah, I mean, hey. Yeah. maybe
0: maybe they <laughs> well, they rekindle yeah. their their rivalry in the Cup final.
1: Who knows?
2: That'd be fun. I I would I would have no problem watching Evander Kane get his comeuppance.
1: And remember, if the Oilers make it to the Cup final, that uh, third round pick for Duncan Keith becomes a second as, as, long, as long as he's, he's top, top four, four. Yeah. In ice time, look he should be pretty he close be. to he's that.
0: There, I can't imagine he's not. I think he's fourth right yeah, now. Yeah, walked
1: last night. By the way, well,
2: that's been known to happen. He is, yeah, he is. He, um, he's He's, old. he's not he's that good anymore. Forty-seven no. years old. What do you he's want from a guy? No, anymore. the guy. The guy's played a lot of <laughs> hockey at a very high, f- high rate of performance. Eventually,
1: you know, the the wheels aren't going to work like they used to. But of, uh, that's
2: Edmonton's problem now.
0: Yeah. miles on Duncan
1: Keith. All right. Uh, hey, we hope you're enjoying the show. I know it was off to a bit of an emotional start, but that's the guys we are. We're, we re- we keep it real. Uh, Left Eye Chili and T Boss here. We we always tell the truth. We always say what's on our minds and we're going to do that as the show goes on so thanks for sticking with us here uh but the best way to support chgo is to download that points bet app and make sure you use that promo code chgo (laughs) when you sign up if you do that right now you're going to get two risk-free bets up to two grand but you're also going to get a 50 well with a 50 dollar or more see i go off script and look what happens on, uh, if you make a fifty dollar or more <laughs> first time deposit, there we go. You're going to receive a free CHGO membership that'll unlock all of our great web content. Got a lot coming this week. Uh, you'll even get a free shirt of this of your choice from the CHGO Locker, like mine right here. Uh, that's two grand in free bets, a free CHGO membership, and a free shirt from the CHGO Locker. All for making a fifty dollar or more first time deposit at PointsBet. It's your home for live in play betting, and it just got even better. Introducing PointsBet's new feature, Live NBA Same Game Parlay. For the first time ever, you can build the perfect live NBA Same Game Parlay only with PointsBet. Combine your favorite bets anytime during a game, and if you want more, you can always boost your live Same Game Parlays. Reminder, online sign-up is available now in Illinois. Get out your phone, download the PointsBet app. You're good to go in minutes. Very, very easy. So what are you waiting for? Once the game starts, don't just bet. Live your bet life with PointsBet. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700.
2: And if you want to start your day with a competitive edge, guess what? Strava CBD coffee is that competitive edge, and it's helped thousands of people to improve their overall wellness and quality of life. Strava delivers delicious, fresh-roasted specialty coffee infused with organic, broad-spectrum CBD. The CBD from hemp doesn't make you high or hungry, But it does offer you a wide array of health benefits, including making you feel more alert and focused without the jitters. You're going to be able to live your day more balanced with less anxiety and fewer aches and pains. And my God, that is a godsend. Sounds good. Plus, including CBD in your daily routine can even help you enjoy a more restful night's sleep so you wake up feeling your best And the best part is Strava is all about quality. Everything is small batch, fresh. So if you're a big coffee person, Strava is delicious. And plus you get all the benefits from concentrated full spectrum CBD. And you get to save 25% just from listening to this podcast. CHGO listeners, enter the promo code CHGO25 at checkout and they will take 25% off your entire Order That's a quarter off the price just by using that promo code CHGO at StravaCraftCoffee.com. That's S-T-R-A-V-A. And if you're already a big fan of Strava, and if you're not, what are you waiting for? You can subscribe and save with the Strava Craft Coffee Club. That's where they put you in control. You get to save on all your favorite flavors and concentrations of coffee. And then you tell them when you want it and where you want it shipped to, and they make it happen, and you save money. It doesn't get any easier than that, so please check out our friends at StravaCraftCoffee.com. You will not regret it.
0: I looked it up. Duncan Keith, third on the team in defensive ice time. Right. Just Excellent. about 19 and a half
1: minutes. So we need to know. We know for sure it's defensive ice time and not overall ice time. Yeah. yeah. Okay, sweet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. So okay. if the Oilers win one more thing.
0: Oilers win one more game and Tyson Berry doesn't play like 30 minutes and Duncan Keith gets benched.
1: I think we're in a good spot. I think so too. All
2: right. Well, unfortunately, they're gonna probably have to play the Avalanche in the next round. So shh,
1: shh, shh, shh. we'll worry th- about that when we get. Wait, there. wait was it third round or they Cup, got, final? cup the final.
2: final?
0: Cup final.
2: Cup yeah. final. Oh, so there's uh. a gigantic okay. hurdle still in the way. So they need five more wins. Yeah, yes. no, not Thomas
1: okay. hurdle. There you go. No. I'm sorry. I well will. done. Well Should played. I leave? Should I go out? No, teenage that? Mutant that Ninja of Hurdle. That's a oh, appropriate reference. Uh, oh yeah, look at the shirt. Yeah, that's yes. good. Yes. With Chili's shirt over here? <laughs> we're just we're pop culture, man. That's all we are now. <laughs> we are on top of it. We are TLC, on top of 1995 pop culture. and Teenage
2: Mutant Ninja. We are what the kids call with it.
0: Hey, don't go chasing waterfalls. All right. Yes, exactly. Have you guys seen that new movie called Swingers? Swingers. <laughs> yeah, they yeah. make some hockey
1: references. Oh Lord, <laughs> we are old folks. All right, it's time for our uh, second week of evaluations. We're going to do Riley Stillman and Dylan Strom today to keep you listening, and we're going to do Dylan Strom last. That's an old radio trick. (laughs) Gotcha. Um, Our grading system, if you missed last week, instead of letter grades, we give feathers. So an A is four feathers, a B is three feathers, a C is two, a a D is one, and so on. We also have half feathers because we were feeling a little somewhere on the line between the two. We can do that as well. Um, so let's start with Riley Stillman, taking a look at his statistics for this year. 52 games with the Hawks, 5 I'm sorry, two goals, 10 assists. That's 12 points for those that can't math. He was a minus minus eight, zero power play impact because he never played in a power play. 49 shots, 4.1% shooting percentage, and a 15.04 ice time average. His Corsi 4 percentage was 39.2. Oof. Expected goals for a percentage of uh, 41.81, both bad uh, on that term. I, I gave him two feathers. Um, my main reason was that after last season, I was very optimistic about Stillman. I really thought that they had found a piece in a trade that was more about Henrik Borgstrom than Riley Stillman. He sort of came in here, surprised a bunch of people, played physically, uh, was really a dependable defender um and we did not see that from him this year the physicality sort of went away uh he did not seem to play with the same intensity that he had played with in the prior season and for him to be an effective defenseman he needs to he needs to play with that edge he needs to play with that style and as we were talking about like with jacob truba earlier today some players need that edge to stay competitive riley stillman was not the same guy when he took the physical aspect of his game away and I, if he's going to become one of the Hawks' top six defensemen, which I think at this point he is, basically just out of default, right? Uh, yeah. If he's going to keep that job, he's going to have to bring that physicality every night. And I was disappointed to see how little physicality he played with this year.
0: I think he, you know, he battled some injuries this year. Yeah. Um, but for me, I I gave him one and a half. I know the. The graphic looks like I gave him two halves, but it's just how the feathers are. look. It's 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 one and a half, um, because I, I I had expectations, um, like you said, Jay. Like he he set himself up um, from last season to this past season with some expectations to be a regular top six contributor and and be a physical presence, someone who could uh, mix it up and, and and you know bring that uh, aspect of the game to the to the to the Blackhawks, and it really it, it wasn't up to the billing and I think for me to go from from two to one and a half was towards the end of the season he was one of the rotating out defensemen and going into next season you know in 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 my head when I'm thinking okay Calvin Nahan's not going to be here uh Eric Gustafson's not going to be here that opens up two spots when I do that like thought process in my head Riley Stillman is not one of the first Players I think of when I'm like who's going to fill those two spots next season in, in in the blue line and I'm that's a disappointment from what I expected of him this season and I think it's probably a you know I don't want to speak for the organization but it probably is in line with where they see him too because they gave him a very team-friendly extension as a young player to yeah. come in here and be like hey you're gonna be like our number five number six defenseman we want you to be you know, a young defenseman that can that can grow their uh, grow their game in Chicago and become, you know, a, a, a legit everyday top six NHL defenseman. And I don't, I haven't seen it yet. Uh, and, and this, like I said, the season he had some injury issues It could have played into the the um, decrease in physicality in his game, which sets him apart uh, from some other players with Chicago. But I think when you when you when you when he got to the end of the season and he was one of the rotating out defensemen. I don't know if he has done enough. Uh we'll see what the what the roster looks like going into next season, but I don't know if he's if, if he's if you can pencil him into the lineup and out of that rotation of defensemen going into next year.
1: He's got 2 years left at 1.35 million. Uh will become an arbitration arbitration eligible player at the end of the 2023-24 season. So yeah, it is a team friendly deal for a guy you thought was going to be an impact player this year, and he just wasn't. Greg,
2: yeah, I, I gave him a two, uh, two feathers for a lot of the same reasons. Um, he's a guy that for a, a good portion of the first half of the season, you were like, okay, we got a guy here. Like this is a third pairing defender going forward. But by the end of the season, we're still we're we're still saying the same things about Riley Stillman that we did last this point last year. We don't really know what we got in him. Yeah, he'll be here next year because he's under contract but does he is with all these young defensemen coming up he's a guy that unless he picks it up is going to get pushed out of that lineup yep um two things that I the reasons why I gave him two and not a lower grade Um, He did have 67 block shots, career high, also set a career high with 122 hits. Those are the types of things he needs to do to stay in this lineup and be productive. Now, we mentioned, you guys both mentioned the injury. He got hurt on January 21st, um, shoulder injury, I believe it was. Mm -hmm. uh, And then kept him out until March 3rd. So he missed a good five, almost six weeks. And when he came back, he wasn't the same player. No. And that's understandable. We are dealing with a shoulder injury. Yeah. You know, six weeks is not enough. Right, you're not going to go out there and and risk injury again and miss time again, and it it definitely changed his game, uh, and, you know, it it got in his head, I think, a little bit to not be as physical as he was, and that's his best aspect. That's the aspect of his game that makes him an effective player are the hits, are the block shots, and there were too many times when he came back from that injury and, and sometimes before that, when the Hawks got hemmed in their own zone for like a minute and a half and it ended with either a goal against or a penalty against, it seemed that number 61 was part of yeah. that. And there were a lot of times where I, I compared him to skating in a blender. He was just going around in a circle, had no idea what he was supposed to do, and eventually there's you know two or three golden scoring chances against his goalie. And when we had Marc-Andre Fleury, you can get away with that sometimes. But when you got Kevin Lincoln and, and, and Colin Delia – It's a goal against nine times out of 10. So he's got to improve. There's there's a foundation there for him to be a solid NHL third-pairing defenseman, but they're not there on a nightly basis. So, you know, he's here next year because he's under contract. Prove that you're worth those two years. Prove Mm -hmm. that you could stay in this lineup. If he can't prove that he could stay in this lineup next year when Calvin DeHaan and Eric Gustafson trusted veterans, aren't here – then you got a problem.
0: Yeah. He's, he's going to have competition for his roster Absolutely. spot. No, Which no is no every, yep.
2: Everybody in that back end, should, except for, you know, Jones and Murphy, uh, are going to have competition. At least mm-hmm. it should. they should be. Yeah. And and he shouldn't feel safe in his job. Because the second he feels safe in his job, it, it's, it's, it's all downhill. All
1: right. Now we're going to move on to one guy who seemed to be in the headlines almost every podcast we did towards the end of the season – Uh, That's Dylan Strom. 69 games for the Hawks this year.
0: Nice. Thank you. Uh, 22
1: goals, 26 assists. That's 48 points. Minus six. Pretty good on the Hawks. (laughs) Five power play goals, 11 (laughs) power play assists, 16 power play points, 126 shots on goal, a 17.5 shooting percentage. He averaged 1726 of ice time per game. Corsi for 48.9. Fenwick for 49.5. Expected goals for forty eight point eight seven percent. Hated that school. Um, so where
0: the Red Sox play. Right? When
1: you look at the numbers and uh, like the advanced stats, those are actually pretty good for the Hawks because mm-hmm. they mm-hmm. pretty yeah. much lost the possession battle in every game they played. Even in the wins, they would usually be at the back end of the possession thing. So to have Strom right around fifty percent is pretty solid. Article came out yesterday for the Athletic from Mark Lazarus. A source says. The Hawks are not planning on bringing him back. That to me is a mistake.
0: Yeah.
1: I I I don't know. I look. I know you want to rebuild. I know you've got. Uh, you want to be bad to be higher up in the draft next year. But who's gonna play center? You've got to have guys that can play on this team. And we were talking about it the other day. They just don't have any center depth at all. We don't think Kirby docks a center. We don't know a if Lucas Reichel is going to be ready to go. He's not hurt, but is he NHL ready? Game one next year, probably, but we don't know that for sure. But if he is, is he a center? Is he your number two center behind Jonathan Taves? That's a tough ask. You look at the Ice Hogs; it's Evan Barrett who's been a disappointment, and.
0: Josiah Slavin.
1: Yeah, like, but but that's but, they have so but many again, guys who are like tweener a, centers. Yeah, too. that's
0: not a that's not a a position of depth with this team and especially if you remove if you remove Strom and potentially remove Taze going into next season woof yeah. like yeah oh my gosh like you 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 literally have almost nothing and and i i like you said the plan is not necessarily to the plan's not to win a ton of games next season but you got to have some players yeah, you to be can't just get competitive, every you know, you, you have to be able to field a, a, a roster that can compete at the NHL level and not be you're not going to have, um, you know, Patrick Kane, Seth Jones and the kids like right. you need to have some some serviceable players. And Dylan Strome uh, has proven that he's more than serviceable. He's he's still young in, in the NHL and. Um, I, you know, I believe he's had two good seasons with the Blackhawks, good enough to say uh, you know, he's, he's, he's worthy of, of being around. He's worthy of playing in a top-six role. He is an effective uh, center in, in the right situations. Um, I think Derek King did a, did a good job of, um, throughout the season, finding the right way to utilize and to coach Dylan Strome that Jeremy Colleton couldn't do. Um, or unwil-
1: unwilling to do, or too. yeah, or unwilling yeah. to do,
0: and the, the 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 trio of DeBrincat, Strom, and Kane was the offensive catalyst of, of of the team this last season. And Kane and DeBrincat are two players that potentially could stick around in Chicago through the rebuild. And I think if you're if you're looking to say, who are, as far as forwards go, who are big names that you can theoretically imagine being around when the team is ready to compete again alex de patrick uh, patrick kane and dylan strome that's it that trio is is really the top three that you can think of yep um so i i don't think letting dylan strome go when you don't when you when all you have are his uh negotiation rights he's like you don't have him under contract you're not gonna. You're gonna say if for for the people who say, "Oh, his value is at his highest it's ever been." Sure, it's but not that great. What I don't you, know that's true you, either. you trading? Trading uh, negotiation rights gets you nothing. Yeah. Like you, unless it's a, you're getting a late unless, round. pick. Unless you're gonna do like, oh, we signed him and then we're gonna trade him. Like sure, you can you can figure that out. But I I don't know. I just I I don't think the right move is to let him go for nothing. Yeah. But I also don't think. If you're going to move him, you are in a situation to move him to capitalize on what his return value could be Yeah, if he was under contract.
1: Well, I gave him three star, uh, three feathers uh, for my evaluation, and I'm the Russian judge on this one. <laughs> uh, I think the, the only reason is, as critical as we were of Colleton and early on of Derrick King for not playing him, there were reasons he wasn't playing. He was not competing hard every night. He was not committed to all three – zones you know what i mean and that sort of came in sort of the, like after maybe the first month of derrick king being here strom started to find what it took to stay in the lineup every night and to stay on that top line i also sort of bristle when everyone's like well he can't he can't um you know he can't produce unless he's with kanan to bring who are the other hawks that produce without kanan to bring right none nobody right. There, so those are the guys on the team there's, that score. There's
2: not many guys that are going to be able to produce with Mackenzie Antwistle and Reese Johnson on here. Exactly. Right. Like, exactly. It's not so,
1: happen. overall, very happy with Strom's season. I just I think he can be his biggest enemy at some times where maybe he loses interest. Maybe he loses commitment in the defensive zone a little bit. And that's why the Hawks right now might be a little hesitant to give him another contract because maybe Derek King's the guy that can get the best out of him because he's just like, okay, buddy, like, you know, give you a hug. You know, let's, let's make sure we're playing hard today. And if Derek King is not their coach necessarily, he might be. We don't know. But I don't know. I, I, I still think regardless of his inconsistency, he should be brought back. But that's why I gave him a B and not an A because I just think there were too many games where he was a complete non-factor. And as much as we were critical of Jeremy Collin, there was some validity to that. There were days where Dylan Strom, you forgot he was on the team. Yeah. And he's got – when he – when those are less frequent, he's a much better player, a much more consistent player, and that is that is sort of the last piece to his NHL puzzle, is finding that consistency where he's the same reliable player every night. And when he does that, he's definitely going to be worth the $4 million plus he's yeah. going to sign. Yeah,
2: I gave him three and a half, uh, and I based my grades, and I'm doing these grades kind of not just on the overall performance, but more like weighing what my expectations were for the player heading into the season and then what the results were. True. And I had no expectations for Dylan Strom heading into this season. I didn't even think he was going to be on the opening night roster, to be honest with you. When he made the opening night roster, I was surprised. I thought he was going to be traded in the summer. I didn't think he was even going to be here. And I'm going to give him a ton of credit for what he went through to where he finished the season with 22 uh, goals, career high. He was a pro. He could have easily taken the social media. He could have easily moaned and cried and and demanded a trade. Checked out, but he didn't. He yeah. stuck with it, and Derek King instilled some confidence in him. And and here's the stat that jumps out the most at me when I look at at at, at Dylan Strome. Besides the improvement at the faceoff dot fifty two point three percent faceoffs, first time over fifty percent in his career. He was like great. 47, 48% career average. So to make that jump, yeah. that's remarkable. Great job. But here's the stat that really jumps off to me. And I think this has got a lot to do with Derek King 67 takeaways this year, career high. And, uh, and King said many times that Stroll needed to learn the reason why he wasn't playing. He's great when he's out there with the Brinkett and Kane, but he needs to be better when he away from the puck. Mm-hmm. 67 takeaways. Career high. That shows me he put in the effort to be better when he doesn't have the puck. So those are the types of improvements, the face-offs, the takeaways, the things that don't get you the glory, but you got to be able to do to win hockey games. And that showed me that Dylan Strome was dedicating himself to becoming more than just Alex DeBrinkett's center. You know, and and riding his coattails that he wanted to be a more complete player, and he showed it for a lot of that second half of the season, so that's why I gave him three and a half stars. The progression from opening night to the final night of the season was tremendous from Dylan Strome. Does he have his flaws? Absolutely, 100%. Yes, should he, you know, and again, with the whole we can debate all summer and we probably will the validity (laughs) if he should be here or not. I would have zero issues with Dylan Strome coming back, there's a lot. To me, there's more pros to having Dylan Strome on your team than cons. Certainly, if he's not the type of player that that fits Kyle Davidson's vision, he doesn't want him here because that's not then, that's his, that's his job. So if the, if he feels that if he's just not just trading him for the sake of trading him, oh, I can get an asset, I can get a fourth round pick for his negotiation right. But if he literally says, hey, I've watched Dylan Strome's game. Yes, he's a good player, but he's not the type of player that I envision my team being successful with. Then move him. I have got no problem with that. I would like to keep him. He's still at that age where I don't think he's played the best hockey of his career yet. And I would, I'm selfish. I would like him to play the best hockey of his career in a Blackhawks uniform. It'd be nice. I think that's fun. Yep. But uh, if Kyle Davidson doesn't agree, then that's his job to make those decisions. Yeah. So right now, he, I'm giving Kyle Davidson the benefit of the doubt. He's earned that. Uh, what else do we have to do? We can't start screaming that he's terrible, and <laughs> he's barely gotten his, you know, roll up his sleeves yet. So right. I'd be disappointed if Dylan Strom is not here next season. But if it's part of the master plan and the vision that Kyle Davidson's putting in, then I got to trust it.
1: Yeah. The Hawks have nine players on their roster with center experience. Taves, Johnson, Borgstrom, Tyler Doc, Reese Johnson, Mm -hmm. Kurashev, Entwistle, Lafferty, and Kara. Mm -hmm. How many of these are actual centers? One and a half.
0: Taze. I think Taze Uh, and Strom. 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 Tyler Johnson. Maybe. 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 But it seems like Kurashev is going to be a wing. Yeah. Entwistle is going to be a wing. I think Lafferty played mostly wing. Yeah. Um I th- I'm I'm on the train that Kirby Doc's future is is at wing. Um, yeah, I just yeah.
2: And let's face it, all those besides Strome and Taves, all those guys you mentioned have center experience, not because they're good at it, because they had no one else to put there. Hey kid, yeah. go
1: take a face off. Let's see you. Tyler Johnson winning? was pretty consistently a center in right? Tampa. In yeah. Tampa, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: I think at this point of his he's, career, he's, he's better at a wing. He's a, he he, but he, he can is be trusted there.
0: Yeah, he can be trusted to play center consistently. Um, but he's, you know, he's a, he's effective at, at wing as well when when he's put there. But I think if, if you if you go into a season and Tyler Johnson's your third line center, that's not bad. It's not. But, it de- but it definitely depends on who's one and two. Right. If who's he's two, your though. second
2: line center, not so much. Yeah.
0: I mean, he, he started the season with Dabrinket and right. Kane and seemed to be effective in the first couple of games. Yeah. Um, Playing with the and Kane. Yeah, I know it's it's, it's yeah. amazing. I, maybe you know if the Blackhawks want, want to give can me a tryout. Go out
2: there and get Ten points in a season. With yeah, and Kane. If,
0: if if the Blackhawks want to give me a tryout, I will demand to play between uh, DeBrincat and Kane. Um, it's going to be a very small line, but <laughs> um, but uh, I'm yeah, I'm just going to
2: skate to the front of the net and let the puck hit me. Yeah, I'm going to do the. Uh, I,
0: I also gave Dylan Strom uh, three and a half, a lot of, a lot of the same reasons that, that, that Greg laid out because the expectations for him, um, I had hoped that he would have a, a bounce back year, um, midway through the season. It looked like that was not going to be the case, but he did start to improve, uh, when he was given, um, the right opportunities to do so. Uh, and, and, he, and he ran with it and he really seemed to start to round out his game a little bit. Um, I know we, we, you know, talk about confidence a lot with players like uh, Kirby Doc and uh, Dominic Kubelik. Dylan Strome was another one that I think he just needed confidence. He he needed a change, uh, a positive change in confidence in himself, and I think he also had to get it from the coaching staff, and he wasn't getting that at the beginning of the season. So um, I think a, lo- a lot of that impacted the, uh, the, the change in his game and, and a little bit of the rounding out in his game that we saw this season. Um, so I was very happy with, with the year that he ended up having. Um, I, said it before, I said it before, I think he should be back. Um, but we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens this summer.
1: Design love in the chat brings up a good point. He says, I think the issue with Strom is that if he does not play line one minutes, is he any good? That's the question. Now, and and one thing we know, just based on the moves he's made so far, Kyle Davidson likes players that are flexible and versatile. Like, Radish can play on all four lines. Could you? Maybe not as much, but you get you get my point. Sam Lafferty. Tyler Johnson can go up and down. Sam Lafferty can go up and down. You know, players like that are very helpful. Dylan Strome does have to basically be a top six guy to serve any sort of purpose at all. That said, though, they don't have a lot of options. Unless Kyle Davidson is flat-out convinced that starting day one next season, Lucas Reichel is a number two center, and if he's sold on that concept you have to bring strom back you just you you can't yeah unless they've got some free agent in mind that we have that we don't know about which is a possibility but joe thornton who are you going to find Shit. that is right <laughs> right the perfect rebuild candidate uh who are you going to find that is as young and productive as strom yeah maybe you find someone a little bit cheaper but i don't know i to me it feels like not giving him another year to to prove himself is foolish, because if he become, I mean, remember he was a number three overall pick, and behind
0: he Eichel and McDavid. <laughs> sure, right, yeah. Like, hey, who would you
1: rather have right now, honestly, Dylan Strom or
2: Jack Eichel? Eichel.
0: Oh, I still, I would still take I was. I mean, I
1: still I mean yes, Jack for Eichel. for
2: pure hockey performance, yes. But do you want yeah. that? Do you want that?
1: Maybe not for a rebuild. Yeah. Do you want that no, guy in your locker room? Not as a rebuilding player. Rolling his player, eyes at no. your goalie? No, yeah. I don't
0: think so. Not as a rebuilding
2: player. But here's here's the thing. Like I I, I get the argument that well he can only play with Kane and and DeBrinket. Well. Good for him. Kanan to bring Kitter here, so just put him there. Well, it also, just like, put him there.
1: if if he Who centers, gonna take that spot? If he centers Doc and Reichel, it's not the end of the world either. No. That could be a pretty productive line.
2: Yeah, he's a top. He can only play top six minutes on a bad team, but you put him on Colorado or Toronto, he'd be a really good third line center there. It's all about the guy. Yes, he's a guy that plays better with with good players around him. So is everybody else in the National <laughs> Hockey <right>. League. <laughs> everybody else is gonna play better when they got all star talent around them. So. If if he can only play with Kanan to bring it, then let him play with Kanan to it and be productive. Why do you need him to play anywhere else?
1: I'm also not willing to um move on from Dylan Strom's new dog Benny. Oh no. Um no, look at that. This is not yeah, something I, I'm oh, willing to let like go of. I, I feel like you he deserved an extra half feather just for Benny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, come on, I mean, come on, Jay.
0: The story is, if I understand this, this is It's his brother. Uh, it's yeah, Wrigley's uh, brother, yeah. Rig- yes. Same father, as Wrigley. His, as his, his the, the dog that passed Wrigley, away, yeah. Wrigley. Same this father. This is the, the from the same uh lineage, and yeah. they were going to be brothers, brothers yeah. in, the, in the the Strom family. Oh. So, uh yeah, Benny I, just I very the, adorable little. I love how the Blackhawks sent
2: Benny a, a jersey, but Daddy doesn't get a contract.
0: <laughs> 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 yeah. It's, yeah, it's kind of <laughs> sad. That's, that would be awkward.
1: <laughs> well, I do encourage, not that we're uh, trying to push other publications because all CHGO is wonderful, but uh, I think what Mark Lazarus wrote yesterday for the Athletic is there's a lot of interesting stuff in there. So make sure you read that, Hawks fans. Um, but just the fact that they're like, yeah, they think they're just going to walk away from Strom. Yeah, it's walking, that, that to me is nonsensical. Without, without, I,
0: I, and I I know I said like, oh, what are you going to attract? They said try not
1: resign, like- but that's that's walking away.
0: Yeah, if 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 they just say we're not giving you a contract and we're not gonna move you even for peanuts, that's the biggest mistake they could make. Yeah, it's
1: kind
2: of like Calvin Dahan. Why didn't you get something for him?
1: Yeah, yes. that still chaps my ass. Yeah. So yeah, and, 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 yeah. Not, and we're not mm-hmm.
2: trying to like discredit Mark Lazarus. Like, dis, we're just disagreeing. That's with That's worse. Yeah, Mark sure. Lazarus is one of the most in plugged in guys Absolutely. in Chicago.
1: So if he's saying it. It's yeah, most likely true. He's not making it up. He's no, got it from a he's, he's not, he's cl- not
2: clickbaiting it. He's got a trusted source. I trust Mark Lazarus when it comes to Blackhawks information. He's 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 one of the best, if not the best, on on the beat. Um, so I just disagree with the Blackhawks thinking.
1: Yeah, totally agree. All right, tomorrow, throwback Thursday. Greg is the uh, is the what do you say, like the designer, the the creative force behind Throwback Thursday. I know where we're going. Mario knows where we're going. Greg, let the good folks know where we're going tomorrow. Well,
2: since the I am excited. Since we're we're coming up on the ninth anniversary of these great great moments, we are going to deep dive and spend most of tomorrow's podcast on the twenty thirteen series between the Chicago Blackhawks and the Detroit Red Wings. Woo. Yes, of course, the his, the anniversary of the big Brent Seabrook goal and the Nicholas Jarmelson. Uh,
0: Should have been goal, n- disallowed goal
2: because he how <laughs> he took a penalty for getting thrown allowing himself to get thrown down on the ice. Yeah. Um,
0: Why would Brandon Saad do that?
2: Right, so it's it's crazy it, that makes me that mad. game was insane. <laughs> Everybody remembers that goal, but you know what? There were seven intensely Fantastic interesting games. games that happened before that Seabrook goal. We're gonna tackle that entire series, reminisce, go through it game by game. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Throwback Thursday, deep dive, cannot Hawks, wait. Hawks, Red Wings. 2013 seven game series should be a good one
0: shout out to um uh my sister-in-law and her husband it is their wedding anniversary today oh, nice i was at their wedding for game five and i was i i promised my wife i was like i will not be on my phone the entire night because they were like the elimination <laughs> and, but i was just like well, I, the game
2: <laughs> ended by 9 30 so didn't yeah lie. i so i did
0: I, I i did i did check it a couple times and i was like oh because, because uh, her brother's a huge Hawks fan as well, and I was like, "Hey, they won!" And so we had the 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 wedding DJ play uh, Chelsea Dagger, and everyone was like, "Oh, they won! Yeah, okay, cool." That's and awesome. Everyone, uh, yeah, everyone had a good time. So, shout out to them. Happy happy anniversary! anniversary. Yes.
1: Happy my anniversary was yesterday. Should have mentioned that. Hey there, you. Happy go. Happy anniversary to. Happy anniversary. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for blowing the horn for us. Nice. We appreciate it. Lawrence, all right, thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We'll talk to you on Throwback Thursday. Reminder, make sure you're subscribed to our YouTube page. Turn on those notifications so when CHGO Sports goes live, you know and you can watch. The Bears are up next. We've got Cubs, Sox, Bulls, Sky, Red Stars, Fire. And fire. Every Chicago team that's a pro team is covered. So turn those notifications on and CHGO and make sure. bets daily. Don't forget about CHGO bets daily and of course CHGO, C-H-G-O bets. bets daily. I make a weekly the, podcast. Just bet against Sean Anderson, you'll be good to go. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> it's my guy Sean. I that's love it. That's my wind guy. He'll bounce back. That's
2: my that's that's the guy that makes my hair blow in the wind. He's my guy. There you go.
1: Yes, it's true. He's your yeah. he's your a, wind he's, technician. He's my personal fan guy. And he's of your, course, <laughs> become a member at allchgo.com. Get access to our great uh, written content our Discord channel. You get a free T-shirt for signing up. Uh, Go to allchgo.com for more info. For Mario and Greg, I'm Jay. We'll talk to you on Throwback Thursday tomorrow at 11 a.m. on the CHGO Blackhawks podcast.